Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Overwatch, the Amateur Overwatch League Analysis Podcast with yours truly, the Drama King, Matthew Raywalt. We are joined, of course, once again by Richard the Great Root Bear, today representing the lovely Edmonton Oilers, and of course, Plexomatic as well. Here to break down all the action, all the shenanigans, and uh, brutally... Uh, embarrass each other versus as a result of our uh pickums and choices yeah it didn't go well for us did it? yeah though no. this week was uh was no. a bit of a, a bit of an implosion as as we saw uh the debut of apac and uh some wonky action and some wild results uh in na as well but uh this the the season continues to be a bit of a trip and uh in in flux which is cool and exciting as a fan but yeah blowing up our our predictions for sure how are you guys doing today i'm doing just fine it's <laughs> nice slow it was a really weird weekend man of overwatch games like yeah. you know what because i picked the match of the week and it was the first game of the like the thursday and yep. so it's really early in the morning and yeah, that, that just is. sort of set the tone because I'm going to completely defer to you and Plex to talk me through APAC. But Define had a great game against Boston because they're a terrible team. I'm happy <laughs> with that. No, oh, do you jump? We will get there. Don't and, you oh, but, worry. Um, yeah, but oh, I and thought actually the games this weekend were wild. Yeah, the games were cool, though. A yeah, lot of variation. Watch. It was awesome. It was awesome. Edmonton is playing tonight against Calgary, so that'll be interesting. I hope nobody what? in the drama club is a Calgary fan. Because now I, I don't like you. Beware, whenever you're listening to it. But hey, yeah. <laughs> beware there. Yeah. Because this, this will be, yeah, this will be. Uh, we are here on Tuesday. This will go out on audio on Wednesday. Damn it! But before before we get into all the action, though, I did because I I realized this was coming up, but I didn't realize it was actually technically today here when we're recording this on Tuesday. If you're listening, this is Wednesday. But it is officially six years since mm-hmm. the launch yeah. of Overwatch. I Which that when I opened Twitter. Yeah, everybody's talking about, you know, all, all the teams are talking about happy sixth birthday. The, the official account is tweeting it out and everything like that. Uh, so I just wanted to take like a few minutes, talk about like just, I figured we'd go through and just what brought you to the game. Um, obviously, this has brought out a lot of, you know, it's Twitter and stuff. So it brings out a lot of people talking about the lack of content over the last few years and all that stuff. And of course, mm-hmm. there needs to That's be a lot of, of yeah, there needs to be more attention paid. I think we, we've seen all the criticisms and hopefully... Mm-hmm. As the game launches in this new sector, we see some of the, but we're not here to do that. We're going to have enough criticisms of the games. Yeah. So just really quickly, I want to know, because I don't think I actually, I know a little bit about Plex, but Richard, I don't know what like brought you into the game proper like. Uh, so it's a semi short story, but um, okay. So I was basically at my lowest point in gaming uh, around 2017 because uh, it, like it was bad. I was playing Star Trek online on console. Wow. Like, that's bad. You know, you're, you're bad. Anyway, and I had this um, colleague who kept bugging me. He's like, hey, man, go get Overwatch. Go get Overwatch. Go get Overwatch. I'm like, oh, okay. So I finally basically went down. I was like, fine, fine. I'll, I'll go get the game. Got it on console. And it was fun. Had a good time. I had no idea what I was doing. But it seemed reasonably enjoyable. But I actually ended up doing all the work with the supporter club. Um, and setting that up after, um, you know, I knew I was going to be probably leaving New York and I never wanted to be one of those expats who came to the city, hung out in expat areas. You know, you made your dime off the people there, but you never knew anybody there. You never gave anything back. I just wouldn't have felt right. So I didn't know what to do. So I'm at Comic-Con and 
Um, I'm walking around and then there's this uh, kid head to toe, like soldier 76. It was the coolest thing. Like, like everything visor. He had a huge rifle and, uh, and he was there with his, like with his mother and his sister's mother's like dressed up as wonder woman. It's super cool. Uh, so I literally go and I scream out like, um, Oh, it's soldier 76. He's reporting for duty. Right. And like they, the kid stops, turns around. The mother's just like super happy. Like, cause she's like, loves that someone's, you know, like they put tons of work on the costume. And so I'm talking and she goes, Hey, are there any bad guys here? And I was like, Oh, talent. There's nobody here or there because if they were, he would get them in his sights. And the kid's like <laughs> loving it. Right. Um, but what it was is that um, he was in a uh, fully like a powered wheelchair right up to the neck, mm -hmm. a full wheelchair. And his hands, you know, could barely hold that rifle. And and I knew, you ever anyone would know, there is no way he'd ever even would ever be able to play this game, even with any level of accessibility. Mm. And what I thought was amazing was here's this young man, and he's inspired by this hero, a soldier broken who's been rebuilt to become more and come back. And I said oh, that wow. that's yeah. Is, so deep that the story got to him. So I basically said, I'm going to, I'm going to do anything in the space. I'll just do it with this game because if it can do something and inspire this kid that much, um, mm -hmm. there's something I haven't quite seen yet that I want to be able to see and understand and bring it yeah. into my life. Like I say, my story is a bit more basic. I just, so I happened to try it during a free weekend. I was like, this is just before the Overwatch League was about to kick off. Oh, right on. Okay. So, I was like, I actually did try Sombra before her big rework. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, okay. I wasn't really sure. But as I started watching the league and all yeah. see things from there, I also done, and I will say this. Overwatch League has given me a lot of great opportunities, great memories. Like, like I was in a watch party in Discord during the Houston Outlaws match with the Zephyr Bastion stool. I think Richard might know what I mean. Yeah, that's the infamous awesome. Zephyr Bastion stool. If you haven't watched that, go back and watch it. It is the most iconic moment, not just of Florida Mayhem, but of any match of the Overwatch mm -hmm. League ever. So I honestly credit Overwatch for giving me a space for like socializing, things like that. And obviously now I'm helping build that space as a mm -hmm. moderator. So. For me, Overwatch is going to have a special place because over time, I mean, yes, the game could be looked after a bit more, but the actual gameplay and such is just so unique. Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. we can all agree on that. Yeah, so they're, it's they're... A unique, unique feeling to just load up that game and select your role and hope for the best. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's, there's nothing quite game. like it. No, absolutely, and that's what I've always thought. It's pretty wild stuff, you know. the The game is so unique, and it. It, and, you know, I always thought for me, it was that I wasn't there ever, you know, being good at the game. I know nothing about Bastion having shields. I don't know any of those legends. I remember uh, uh, Symmetra yeah. shooting sailboats at people at one point. But I'll show you exactly an example. I don't know if you're able to pull this one up so you can sort of see. So I put it, you're able to pull up this clip. This was when we basically made it, when things blew up. Uh, in New York, because I only ever engaged with Overwatch primarily as a means to go out and throw events. And it wasn't like big shows. It was like watch events. And this was, you know, when we we're there. So this is uh, one oh. of the early clips that came up, you know, the visual. so this is when Excelsior, def well, this is when Excel beat Seoul 
you know, when there was a great call, you know, they finished them off at Lee Young Tower. It was crazy. And you can see what it looked like in New York when we threw the watch parties. Because mm-hmm. this is the New York energy. This is how we watch Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That's so cool. Is that Waypoint? That's Waypoint Cafe. Yeah, for, uh, for those who are listening at home, this is footage from the NYXL uh, Five Deadly Venom supporter crew just yeah. going nuts at the Waypoint Cafe in New York. You know? But the, yeah. the thing is, you know, so many people came through those doors. And, and what's funny is, you know, I keep up with those folks still. And, you know, we still do events, of course, you know. Uh, Curio Queen Tiff, she's still, you know, leading the charge there along with Gino. But what's amazing is, and this is, I don't tell a lot of people this story, but, you know, everybody, I have everybody's first day, their first photos. It's like your first day of school mm-hmm. because there was nobody there when we started. So, you know, I always joke, you know, when you know someone for so long, you can't really hide anything about your background. They know about you. They know where you came from. You can't really front too much. And yeah, yeah. it's been really interesting watching a lot of these you know, they were very like they're quite young. Some of them were in high school and I've watched them grow up. They got they've gone through college now. Some of them are in their first Scary. jobs. They've got their first apartments. But then I've also seen incredible things like as one fellow, he had quite a bad stutter. You know, when when I met him, he was really shy and I saw that stutter slowly go away. And it was like it's such an incredible thing. Yeah. I'll, yeah. You know, and, and that's what I think was fascinating is actually it's Overwatch. Well, sure, it's a great game and we have fun. But we've been able to do things and combine them into something new. Use yeah. it as a context to to do things. You know, um, you know, it's just like, it's a yeah. You know, so much the game's sort of done. I mean, I always remember seeing a clip from I think it was like 2019 Overwatch League where uh, you had a sign language interpreter and a girl yeah. in the crowd, mm-hmm. and they actually worked out a system to Brilliant. say Genji and like <laughs> would, like they That's actually so had to cool. make up signs in i think it's asl <laughs> for the hero names and i thought so that's incredible yeah. yeah it just goes to show that this game has brought so many people from so many backgrounds together I mean, well yeah. you know what's interesting so i see two folks and so bert yes so bert is saying i sound like an old man rather old veteran and uh, i see super black guy i know you because you're hanging out with the washington justice crew vice and virtue <laughs> great supporter club i was remember when they started up but, you know, one of the things I've always been really proud of, and I think that this is a testament to when you see the the values of this story, when we actually take them onto ourselves and we do something with it, you know, we don't just get sycophantic with the fandom. You know, we go yeah. beyond. We say, well, what if you do take a touch of this and make it something more? You know, numbers that you'll never hear. I always chuckle like uh, every now and then an Overwatch League team will be like, we raised $2,000 for charity. And that's amazing. I think it's great when you do mm. that. And then I tell folks, up until COVID hit, when we were doing our joint supporter initiatives, um, I would say the supporter initiatives I was part of is where have raised almost $30,000 in charity. Mm-hmm. But you just don't hear about it. Of course, and it's no, because yeah. we're doing all of our charity work at localized city levels. We didn't do them for the national level. So we were helping out things like adult literacy programs in New York, like specifically yeah. Dell's Children's Hospital. You know, I know the Florida folks were, as they were, we, we had to cancel the event, but they wanted to focus on drowning prevention. and. Yeah. You know, when you take the game values and you combine it with what the league, how the league was structured, hmm. you know, amazing things. You know, we've we've literally helped people fight illegal evictions in New York. We've helped with daycare systems and outreach programs for homeless LGBT youth. All those things are just in New York. And yeah. you think about it, that started with this funny game design and how you can make it your own. Yeah. Which is why, Matt, that's why I always get so salty about the whole like using cities as brand names. And I, because and I was just so, about to get into that. So many of us 
who do this. And you're seeing another one right there. You like you like like when you you deal with um you know he's a super black guy. You could probably tell you the same thing, if not more. He and I have riffed before about what it's like when you know folks you've been around areas where you you came from the block. You know, my family when they got to Canada, when we got to Toronto, I don't know if you got any Canadians in here, but like our first address was uh, in Murray Ro Murray Ross Parkway. It's Jaden Finch, <laughs> you know. Uh, that's you know, and and that's what I think is fascinating, you know. But yeah. I'll always be grateful to that. Um, I will yeah. say, yeah, for all the for all, we, we've gone really... back and forth on this for all the flaws of the franchise system mm -hmm. in esports, you know, mm -hmm. and there are a lot. Um, to see to see some of those local crews again, and that you don't hear a lot about because they're not being tweeted about on the main accounts and everything no. like that. But I saw it in Texas with Lone Star Vanguard and oh stuff yeah, like that. amazing and, guys, and all the stuff you've shown me with NYXL and Five Deadly Venoms, and and that you've told me, and I'm like. Even if it's only whether it's a group of a dozen people or it's you know two hundred in a city or it's yeah. two thousand, God God willing, for some of the you know one day for some of these towns, I'm like it, it. That is really cool that there is some kind of identity brought together there. Even if it's only a small group of people, you can make a big difference, and that's something that a lot of those other more, I guess, ambiguous like esports, you know, like and liquid is kind of just everywhere. They're just all over Europe. Oh, yeah. or like, so like, whereas the, that's, like I said, for all the flaws of the franchise system, it can help give some of these crews and these groups identities and yeah. give you, you know, a cause, something to work for. That is very cool. I'm going to find one picture for you real fast. Give me one okay. second. Twitter, one. Uh, just one. <laughs> oh, damn it. I've missed it. No, I got to see if this works. Advanced search is really weird. So it never works. Uh, no worries. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where is the account? There we go. This should work. Oh, I guess not. Team post. Needle in a haystack moment, huh? Classic. Oh, bummer. I, I can't find it. That's sadly. fine. Yeah. But you, uh, show, maybe uh, find it. For, share with find us it and keep later. going and I'll find and it and I'll scoot it over your way. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we can circle back. But so, yeah, Overwatch, six years. Let's hope there's uh, let's hope there's a lot more in, the, in this push to the new game. But for now, was that a pod? <laughs> is it? Oh, God. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> But this weekend, we saw the debut of the Asia Pacific region, the east of the Overwatch League, and it was um, a uh, thing. It was a <laughs> It was which. So one thing I wanted to say off the top, I saw a little bit of like flack and all the, like people kind of downplaying the APAC region for that very reason for that it was like oh uh, no how can you tell me that these are like tier one teams like they're this is also what weird stupid crap and like this this is not professional stuff and i'm like you know what it is i appreciate teams that can throw stuff against the wall mm -hmm. go yeah. try something up that i will say one thing about na it, it they find they find a meta. Don't get me wrong on that. And that's good. And a meta is a region. It's for those who don't know, most efficient tactic available. But when it's like, when somebody finds it, it's just pretty yeah. much mirrors the across sold. the board. Yeah. And then when it changes, it's mirrored across the board for a lot of games. And while the action is good, it's just kind of, okay. I love seeing dude. Science would never be yeah. anywhere. If you didn't throw some, uh, you know, hypotheses against the wall. If you just listen mm -hmm. to the other scientists and go, oh, okay, I'll just do what they did. Yeah. So I will say that about the region. It was very interesting to watch. And let me, I'm yeah. gonna, you guys, what were your guys' initial takeaways? I'm going to pull up the scoreboard. Yeah, here. so I, put it on my side. I will say this. I was, and this is going to sound 
I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I was actually impressed with LA Valiant. Mm-hmm. They looked competitive. There was yes. a lot of surprisingly competitive results in yeah, teams. I mean, Guangzhou, I think, with the weaker team in that match. I'm going to stick my neck out and say it. It's like, if Valiant... In, uh, that's the, in that first matchup? Yeah, it's like, if Valiant can get, the, get everything sorted out, like, hit a rhythm, I think they could actually win a match the next few games. It's like, Guangzhou, I think, based on what we've seen so far, could be the weakest team in that region. I mean, Hanjo Spark looks scary with their new roster. And they've kept like mm-hmm. key pieces from last year. And they've upgraded from their academy team, Billy Billy Gaming. Yes, I'm not gonna, gonna say I mean, Soul Dynasty, for the love of God, do not put Smurf on Zarya. <laughs> on Winston. Yeah. Winston only and yeah. pray. Yeah. Or find someone who actually plays Zarya. Because also got Smurf on Winston was brilliant. They seem to really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Smurf on Zarya, on the other hand, he looked like a fish out of water. Yeah, definitely time. some jitters or a little bit of uncomfortability there. Yeah, so, hey, and then Absolutely. Shanghai, I'm not really read too much into because the other day, Philly Fusion looked, <laughs> I think they are going to run Shanghai close this season yeah. in terms of the APAC because you've got a good blend of rookies and experienced heads in that lineup. Mm-hmm. MN3 looks really good. I'm, MN3 look nuts. Mm-hmm. The player I want to highlight on Fusion is Zest. Yes. Zest, yes. I think, is a sleeper for Rookie of the Year, in my opinion. He he played what? Tracer, Echo, oh, and Genji at one point. And he looked comfortable in all of those picks. Yeah, versatility mm-hmm. was huge. Except I'll be interested to see him play like actual projectile heroes, such as, as say, Farah. I'll be interested to see how he gets on with that because he legit looks like the complete package to me. Mm-hmm. And then also quick shout out to Aingod stepping in under rather tragic circumstances. He looks really decent as well. Mm-hmm. So in that first map against Shanghai, they looked like they were making Shanghai uncomfortable. It's like, like make your opponents uncomfortable. They can't get their rhythm. Yeah. I mean, he went fury came in play the Zarya, see that change. Shanghai sort of grew into the game, but the way they played the Winston comp I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's clearly something they've worked on to make Shanghai uncomfortable in their play. Yeah. What was it? Was it... Um, God, it almost feels like so long ago because it, uh, it was Friday at five in the morning, maybe. But, <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> for me, for oh, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but th- this was the game, right? This was game one where they had that with that King's Row map. Where Philly rode the the overtime, yeah, all almost all the way, almost all the way through on the on the second time through, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. So they also got, like they rode, rode it out for like two minutes. Like say they also rode out the Cassidy as well, which is actually something you don't really see at the minute. Yeah, typically it's Soldier plus one because the thing that surprised me about APAC right, was how similar it was to the NA. Well, who and who played Cassidy? Who was it that busted him out? It was MN3 on King's Row. Okay, because that's usually—I mean, I know Carpe is a pretty—he yeah. has been the one who's—he's—he's he's the cowboy kind of guy mm-hmm. yeah, that he, I remember he, from seasons past. Let's say because it's Philly Fusion also have a new coaching staff as so well. They've ground up, rebuilt, and it's clear that they have tried to sort of. Well, yes, we've got Carpe, Engel, and Fury, but we want the newer talent to sort of thrive. Mm-hmm. So they've got that balance right, and. It's just really fun to 
actually see Fusion do that. It's like, yeah. You can tell the new staff have faith in the rookies. And you can see that with a lot of other teams like Krusty with San Francisco Shock, Gunbar mm-hmm. with Florida Mayhem. There's a lot of faith put in these rosters and these rookies. And it's just fantastic to see the new talent thrive. Yeah, especially coming in. like It's kind of a whole, not to get too like metaphorical and all this stuff, but like with the push into the new game and the new game mm-hmm. style, with a huge crop of rookie talent coming into the yeah. league this year, there is this kind of like it's a whole rebirth. The whole league is kind yeah. of uh, turning over and stuff like that. I was saying, because one thing I noticed, not just with Fusion, but with Hanjo Spark and a few other teams as well, all these rookies, they're playing without fear. There's literally no fear mm-hmm. in their play. I've oh, noticed. yeah. I mean, with Mayhem, yes, they've got a very distinctive style and how Gunman wants them to play the game, but when they go in, watch out. There's no fear in their eyes. You got they, to. It's just fantastic to watch. Um, some of these teams built around veterans, and you can see there's a bit of caginess in their play sometimes. Uh, yeah, you can see there's a little bit of a hesitancy and stuff around it. Um, but that's so yeah, coming off of that, that three, the huge surprising three zero. I don't think it, that and that was our match of the week. That is what we will all be punished for later. We all call, mm-hmm. I believe, me and Plex, we said three one Shanghai. And yes. then Richard, did you say, did you call a Philly win, but on a different score? No, okay, you called no. three two or three zero? Uh, three one, yeah. uh, I think. Say, well, we said 3 1. You said 3 1 Shanghai. I remember that much. I must have said 3 2 then. Yeah. I definitely yeah, thought like, Shanghai we're all was. Shanghai. I think we could agree on that one. Yep. I mean, everybody, I think everybody on planet Earth who was doing a pred or a pick'em or a podcast or anything was, was yeah. predding the exact opposite of what happened. Yeah. And it's actually an interesting statistic. Shanghai are yet to win their opening game of So that's, that's where I oh, wanted to go fun. next. Yeah. They never that, have done. I remember you told me that, Plex, is they always drop their first game. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, we could chalk it up to like they're out of the gate. They just they always have a rough time. But I'm uh, I'm that's gonna be not my next point. So their next game this coming weekend was against Hanjo Spark. Mm. Again, yeah. again, a team in early power rankings and based on like last year and things and things we've seen before, a pretty low, they're in that bottom three of APAC, probably. You know, we've seen Valiant, yeah. Spark, and Charge. And man, they game two for Shanghai. They did win, mm-hmm. but man, Spark took they it. They made them. to work for it, yeah. And they had, they really were like, and even when it came down to that third one, it was not like a runaway mm-hmm. on any no. of those maps. Freaking Shy was in there. Uh, who? No, Alpha Yi. Shy and Alpha Yi, yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is what I mean. The rookie talent were played without fear. Yes, it's clear that the veteran players of Shanghai were having a difficult time dealing with it. Can we also really fun to watch? There's been a little bit of talk of this, and I and I, I want the the gentleman's opinion. This may as well talk about it now. Um, so you see a little bit of it in NA. We saw more of it in APAC. Mm-hmm. One of the predominating uh, predominating metas is Zarya Comp with with the Reaper on your DPS. Dirty bubble, it's called. No, <laughs> dirty see, bubble. I no, I don't yeah. like dirty. <laughs> Reaper's not dirty. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I, I want. I don't care if it's cringy. I've heard. I want. Shadow bubble or shadow dive, shadow dive, mm. shadow dive. What, what? What? Come on. What? 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 What, what do you? What, what do you guys got? Honestly, I would know. No, no idea. I, what? I honestly come don't know on. What's that kind of comp. 
All right, well, then I'm, then I'm just going to claim it for me and call it Shadow Dive. Yeah, and I can see what you mean. It's like, send the Reaper in with a Zarya bubble and mm-hmm. hope he gets picked. And do some I feel like work. dirty bubble, though. Why, just... why is it dirty? What is dirty about about Reaper? Oh, why I just he... thought it's funny because it's like a SpongeBob thing. <laughs> I, think, I think also it's because it's he's sneaking in. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's something. <laughs> I, you know awesome. what? I when I heard dirty team. <laughs> yeah, right. Otherwise, you coined it. Dirty bubble. It sounds. It sounds weird. Yeah, no, I get what you mean, though. I did like all the Reaper in general. I was like, I just love yeah, it. It, yeah. it was so cool. We're starting to see that like split now in the styles, which I think is really cool. Like in different maps now, like they've got sort sort of structures, but yeah. there's variety. It it, it it's Looks nice like- because this whole weekend was variety. Which is another reason why I was playing so much catch up. I'm like, okay, I gotta see how this works out. But yeah. it was, it was like, yeah, it was, it was clean. But you know, yeah. it was interesting because I, you know, I made a lot of assumptions around like teams like Seoul and Shanghai. I was like, oh yeah, they'll just muscle their way through. I'm like, no, no, you're not muscling your way through in this setup right now. That and, was, and, and maybe that's a good oh, thing. Yeah. Honestly, maybe that is a good yeah. thing overall. Yeah, I mean, I think the key factor in this meta is that it's all based around the Ana Lucio. It's like they're the predominant support line. Yep. So a lot of the heroes you're seeing in the damage and tank positions are heroes that bounce off those two. It's mm-hmm. like, you look at the default comp we've seen for a while, which is Winston with Soldier Tracer. In that comp, you've got Winston and Soldier, both nano targets. And in theory, mm-hmm. you could also hit the Tracer as well. And also swap the Tracer out for a Genji. Yeah. Well, then with the other comp, you've got the Zarya Reaper. And that increases the number of nano targets. So it's all based around the support line of what we've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we're seeing a bit of Brig as well. I was just about to say we're seeing a little a creeping. Uh, oh, I love uh, it. Brig. I love I love how Brigs are coming back. But yeah, depending on how you play, like even in the beta, you could do a ton of work with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it just it's just you have to have a setup that works. You don't dive into it, you know, because you'll get smoked. Yeah. But yeah, no, no. Again, it's like it, you saw a little bit of everything. Mm. Um, I, there was so, a diva at one point. So that was, yeah, yeah. you know, okay, like, the, only, made an appearance. the only sort of major exceptions in terms of maps we've seen are Circuit Royale, which is predominantly Sigma mm-hmm. and Sigma Pope comps, and then obviously London Spitfire trying to force the Rush comp, right? And we, and we, yeah, we will get into that in NA. That the match with the Houston was very interesting, that map in particular. But before we move on from APAC, that Richard just mentioned it before, some of the like it, the, the bottom half, it seemed like. Not a ton. Of, I wouldn't say a ton switch. You know, Philly, we we presume would be in that top three, and they were very strong. I think Shanghai still will stay in that. But there was a there was a lot of teams in the bottom punching way above their weight, and teams yeah. on the yeah. top fall falling to those expectations. And one of those big ones to me was Seoul this weekend, who came out of the mm-hmm. gate losing three one here to the Spark, yeah. which was very unexpected. And then even even when they came back and won on Saturday, but it was Valiant who everybody universally panned. We and we, we mm-hmm. touched on this earlier. Yeah. Valiant took him to t- took two maps off him, and I don't know for sure. Maybe Plex, you've heard this statistic too. This season, in one weekend, the LA Valiant have won more maps than they yep. did. Like, was it all season last season? All season, they only won two maps, drew yeah, one, correct. and lost. And so the now race. they've won three in one weekend. So, like, is 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 yeah, it's kind of a funny statistic, hot, huh? but I'm like, legit. Like in their opening weekend, they win more maps yeah. than they do the entire life. That's that is a good precedent to set. And keep in mind, a lot of their players, they're basically a spare parts outfit. Yeah, like, yeah. All these players were sort of 
who've not really needed by their respective forces, like Sassin, Hanjo Spark, mm. Lengsa, Chengdu Hunters, Dia, who I have a lot of respect for, was mm -hmm. on the 0 and 40 Shanghai Dragons roster. So, you know, the yep. fact that he's back in the league and actually playing on a, what seems to be a decent team, but then you've also got the rookies they brought in, like Becky. Mm -hmm. I think he's flex support, flex damage, I believe. Like, and he actually looked really good. My only concern is, what if they have to play a main tank? Can Sasson flex over? So I can say that you need to play a Winston or a Reinhardt. Right. Because Sasson is an off-tank, like the old-style right. off-tank. So, well, yes, well, Zara's better, they should be fine. Like, but, but, yeah, but you yeah. gotta have that, and we, we we're starting to see a little bit of uh, that flexibility come in in, in, in surprising ways. It also was more in NA. Um, what mm. did we think of of Chengdu? Given, given all, everything that was kind of hanging over them right before the season started, I mean, uh, I believe, do we only have one game from them, or do we have two? They we had two, right? two. We had two, yep. So they 3-0'd, and then they got 3-0'd. Mm -hmm. So it's like... Yeah. yeah. Okay, so are they just gonna are they just gonna float the middle? I think I want to see their next games before I make a mm -hmm. call on them because they face a weaker team in Guangzhou and then a perceived strong team in Seoul Dynasty. But I think it's a case of I want to see them against other teams first before I judge it. But overall, I would they're still playing the Chengdu way, like they mm -hmm. will literally hunt you down, create yeah. as many angles as possible. But it's a question of well, can they do that in a 5v5? Because mm -hmm. obviously in the past they had an off-take to protect their snipers and things like that. Yeah. And also given the turmoil that's been going on, I think they need to sort of settle for a bit and go from there. Yeah. It, it'll it'll definitely be an uh, interesting journey for a team that many people thought, you know, with Shanghai aside, could have or should have been number two in the region Pretty much hands down for uh, under a lot of people's guesses and pickums, etc., etc. But moving right along, we're going to move on to NA. Uh, hmm. And the size come in. Yeah, it was another kind of, and again, I like a flux, funky week. Um, oh man! If they're, you know, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Richard so, had an up and down weekend for both his teams. Oh. All I will say is NYXL is a team. Yeah. They do again. This is a classic. Uh, we can confirm computers were plugged in. Um, they are a team. The they were connected to the video game and they were breathing oxygen. I think I sent yeah. you a picture of Yaki's face. Yeah, Yaki. Oh, I remember that. Was it was that the Florida game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I think yeah, I, I think that's in the day. In our over, hands in his face. I felt so bad, especially losing yeah, your former team. Looks like, and I will say, hey, that I do feel some sympathy for NYXL purely because of the Florida connection. And sure. what I thought was a bit annoying from the from his observer standpoint, they did talk up the fact that Arnimo is ex NYXL himself. They were more focused on Yaki Gundam Jin than sure. they were Arnimo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, we got to see the unexpected <sighs> debut of Exe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was and was great. Um, I, I got to tell you, look, New York, it, it's it's awful. Like, it's one of those cases where, like, you can see some individual things going well. 
but the sync the sync that you have to have in this game is totally different and you just see weird things happening the their timing's always off yaki puts in pretty good work mm. um oh it's a little bit there's small. Your, there's your emit <laughs> yeah like Bo and Flora had good moments, right? There was some interesting Widowmaker play that kind of went yeah. on. Overall, pretty good. Callan had some great plays, but they happen like indip individually, right? Yeah, now, you know, They're not going as a unit. No, no, and yeah. that that it, it drives me crazy. I'm like, if I could What's reach that? through the screen, I'm like hitting my desk. If I could like reach through the screen, slap him a little bit of front actually... hand, backhand, and I'm like, I'm sorry, like you guys are playing terrible you look like the think, new york islanders you're think, like you're, you're off to you guys like <sighs> kettle was feeding so much he could jesus could use him for feeding the five thousand instead of loads of fish and, oh, and, and the thing is it's yeah. like yeah he took out three but i'm like how often did he die it was just it was yeah i mean he made props to the folks in new york for still meeting up and, and enjoying the game and, and doing that but like it was it was just it it's it, it's just a mess they are a mess yeah. right now I mean, the best way i can put it is Season four mayhem had OGE as their main tank, mm -hmm. and you could tell there was a bit of nervousness in their play with him in the lineup because the second he went down, everyone was like panic searches. We got to make a hero play, things like that. I'm seeing a similar thing with New York. Whenever Keller goes down, there seems to be a panic in their play. <laughs> Whereas you compare it to, because obviously this is still kooky at this mm -hmm. point. In season three, he had Fate as his main tank, and he was a very stable. I'll keep things going kind of player. If And New York itself seems to be lacking that kind of player, especially in a tank position. Yeah, that's the one thing everyone's talking about, the the individual impact everybody has now, which, yes. is, very, which is very much true. Mm -hmm. However, the, there is still that kind of, with, with one tank, with it not being 2-2-2 two, two, two and 2-2, two, two, now at 2-2-1, two, two, mm -hmm. there is a lot of focus on that. Like that tank can, depending on the team, if that goes down, fight's over potentially yeah. oh yeah and there's a lot yeah. of teams that yeah that scramble when they're when their tanks down and i think on the other end of that in this in this match in particular with florida i yep. think someone is stepping up and has showed a lot of promise oh yeah on that tank yeah role. and that they're a rookie am i right yeah they, yeah. First year. they just yeah. turned 18 before the league wow they show a lot of um i don't know what the word is, like confidence and it's clear like, that he knows what he's doing. Like, yeah, like there's this reservation again. It's not not just hardcore feeding. Exactly. It's not just, like there's this like this steadiness yeah. that that yes. would come with exactly. more I said with more the, time for most people. Exactly. I said this the other week on the podcast. How it's clear that Mayhem are playing and doing things for a reason. It's like they're taking fights in certain areas. They're yes. not just jumping yep. in. It's everything's happening for a reason. Yeah, it's paced. It blows up in their face. And that's what I think is really, fa you know, you can see that there's a focus on <coughs> plays, structures, angles, movements. Yeah. And I like that. I mean, that's it's the first thing you notice that even in the beta, right? It's that if you try to play this game the way you played over Overwatch, you're done. Like, you're already done. Like, it's going to be a disaster because you're going to stretch so wide. And Excelsior gets caught in these spots where I'm like, that's how I get killed when I'm playing a game. Because it's like... You're playing wide, like you know, it's like some maps are good for OW2, some are good for OW1. And it's like if you're playing Overwatch 2 and you're on one of the OW1 maps and you're not playing smart, there's just too much distance, you get obliterated. And it's like they're playing as if they forgot that the game changed. And I'm yeah. like, you got to stop it, you got to stop being bad. 
Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Thing. Just stop. <laughs> Just what are you stop. doing? Stop it. <laughs> yeah, because so you guys have to I... relearn the game. So. Well, I, th- I think, but I think it'll be good though, because uh, what gesture now is on as a uh, as a coach, yep. with them. Yep. Um, yeah. So you obviously need time, right, to to take. Although, I will say one thing that I noticed because Dante made a, a tweet about this. I think I shared it with you. Like, you know what? I'll, I'll put it up. Give me one second. Actually, Matt, if you even find you this on the secondary find, screen, yeah. just look up Dante. He talks about. I really wish I could actually play the oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah. That I, I, so I bring that up. That one, yeah. And this is one of those times where I'm like, you know. If they are only allowed to play that game under like controlled scrims, etc., which is that's the most the bone is. that which kind of I guess kind of makes sense because there's nobody else in the game, there's yeah. no one to play against, right? How the hell are you supposed to get better? Like this to me, and this is the one sort of like point of forgiveness I'll give to New York. And when I it's that when I see a comment like this from Dante, and you sort of think this through. Us not having access to the beta, right, or, mm-hmm. or or any comp cues mean that they can't practice their own, like, techniques and skills in a rapidly changing context, which means teams, it will take longer right now to figure anything out. They're limited on what they can do. They're probably entering games more theoretically, but most importantly, it means their only ability to practice is in scrims. Yes, yes. That is insane. Yeah, that's not... It is insane. So I, you know... I feel for New York in that sense because if that is the case, it's going to stay ugly for a little while because yeah. they're, they're approaching things with theory, and we all know what that is, right? Everyone has a great plan until they get punched in the face. Yes, right? yeah. everyone's got a plan. Yeah, until that, and I feel like that's happening to New York right now. They might have even they probably had a plan, and they're getting punched in the face. And and and, and on, on the flip side, seeing Philly just sort of cruise, you know, through some of those maps, I was like, oh my god, right. I mean, I'm convinced even that distancing is one of the reasons why we're getting weird C9s, like or like people leaving the point. Like that's just weird. Yeah, yeah there right? have been an inordinate amount of C9s in these opening two, three weeks. Where yeah. it's like, what? And what? there's like there's Lucios <laughs> everywhere. So I get it. They create distance. You always sure. get the dive and Lucio knocks you back. But there I get just it. seems to be a lot. I know, right? And point. and I, I haven't yeah. run the numbers. I don't know if it's just like, you know, the an emotional read, but it is weird. Yeah, um, yeah. But so I, I wish be them that, the best though, because if you can't practice, I don't know what you're gonna. Yeah, do. so yeah, that's it could be that hitboxes may be different on Overwatch Two compared to Overwatch One. Oh, like, they are. They definitely are. I noticed this. They, they, yeah. like things click. Like Moira's aim is different. Briggs' aim is uh, aim right is different. You yeah. do have to be a little bit more precise, and it's one of those times where like just time in makes a huge difference. And if they can't get that, I, I'm not. I don't expect them to be able to turn things around quickly. I don't expect any team that's having a lot of trouble to turn things around quickly. And if you ask me, in a game that's always striving for balance, and we are trying to create a balanced league, that's a very bad position to put your players in, an entire organization, because yes. it's going to crush their morale and spirit. You get to do scrims, get beaten up, go on stage and go on display while you get your ass kicked. It, it, like that, What kind of... It's just weird. Yeah. And Unless I mean, Toronto, and then they do real well. I'm proud of them. Hotba yeah. was hot, bruh. Like he was. I got to see the hotba Winston at one point. That he was. was how was that game it, versus Dallas, though? How was that? How was that Dallas game, Richard? I don't know. John Cena was around. I saw nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all I will say, all I'll say is with Dallas, I'm like, they're just Dallas is a better team. They just like they smoked him. Like yeah, it was no, like, I know. Dallas everybody was surrounded. Yeah. Like, and that's what I love about the game. It's like you when 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 you see the kill feeds and like everyone's just surrounded, it's terrible. 
Um, but what I loved is, and, and you see this a lot, it's like I love seeing these bloodthirsty Zarya's when they're like, because now they get the boost in and they start like yeah. using the right click and they're like flying at you, they and then they just like boost, that you know, boost. It's yeah. so good. And it's like it's like this gigantic <laughs> bodybuilding Russian woman coming at you, ready to hit yeah. you with a proton beam. Um, but yeah. like it was actually really wild. Hotba was my like, I mean. Uh, team overall was was great but i loved watching hot buzz plays this, this weekend as well as all yeah. the, the other zarya players in general although i do think it's weird that people kind of switch between saying chorong and trong like chorong yeah it makes mm -hmm. like, chorong. it's like it's like chorong it's chorong like ch chorong yeah it's chorong. Little... which which is which as far as you know what's the most what is the most accurate pronunciation? i just thought it was chorong chorong i thought okay, it, they, chorong. It, was, it was balanced i could be wrong yeah. but i don't think it's chorong because you wouldn't a Korean wouldn't speak that way. Yeah. Maybe. I, I could be totally wrong, but I just thought it was really funny that they kept yeah. saying Chorong. And it's like such a Toronto thing because we don't say, like, a lot of people say Toronto. Yeah. Right. So it's like Toronto, Trong. I'm like, anyway, I thought about making a shirt like <laughs> yeah. that. Like Toronto, Toronto, like... Toronto, Toronong, Toronto. Yeah. I think <laughs> it'll be, it'll be a tongue twister. Yeah. But Valentine, though, was awesome, though. I will say, like, Valentine was super fun to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was interesting. Um, cause who was it's Valentine? Who's it's another V. Victoria. Right? Victoria. Yeah, I, I thought it was really funny because when they beat the crap out of Justice, I'm like, Valentine and Victoria are beating oh, Justice. Like, and their yeah, supporters club is called Vice and Virtue, so the double V treatment is crushing the double V. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, super black guy. But I so, yeah, I think we need to, to do, things. we do need to talk about Boston and what the hell happened there. <laughs> we yeah, we um absolutely um so let's get into the nitty, the gritty. So like a, weird, a wild like series of events is what kind of happened with Boston. So they, the rumors of all of all the drama, and let me pull it up, um, started before the, before the weekend really kicked off. Here. Mm. Um, I, you know, Halo had reported, you know, there are rumors that Boston may be looking to make a change. The names thrown around were indeed striker and Marvel. Mm. And uh, so th those rumors were already hanging over the team. Further confirmed when the game on Sunday popped off and neither one of them played a single minute of it. And then finally confirmed yesterday when, let me bring it up here, the official release notification from the official Boston Uprising account of both Striker and Marvel. But as we discussed before this broadcast, mm -hmm. the... Not like not totally strange. We've seen organizations do this before, but like the specific and very pointed way of make having the president of Boston Uprising make statements on both departures and the um let's just say the differing nature in the language used for each. Yeah. So let, let me read You're these really very quick. kind right now. Yeah, I am a, being a broadcaster and a journalist. Yeah. Uh, oh. so let, let me read these. I'll, I'll read these really yep. quick. So this is the Huck from Boston Uprising, the president. You have to emote. You have to emote a little bit though in this because I think that's the other thing that's serious. Who are you talking to? Okay. <laughs> it's not like I haven't been in show business before. Looks like he's called right? the drama king for a reason. Look oh, at yeah, the game. You were a drama kid. Damn right. Anyway, the president <laughs> Huck statement on Marvel's departure. Marvel has brought great flexibility and veteran leadership to our front line during his short stint with the team. But today we must sadly part ways. Unfortunately, since last year, Minseo or Minsu? 
How would I? Uh, one second. Minso. 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 Has been reflecting and dealing with personal issues. Together, we've worked on trying to alleviate some of those issues, but came to the unfortunate mutual conclusion that returning home to South Korea, where he can focus on his personal growth, would be the healthiest option for his well being. Minsu has acted like an exemplary professional throughout his time with the uprising and this process, and we wish him success in whatever he chooses to pursue next. So very, very caring, very, or at least again, the overture, uh, as you know, we might get a very caring, very yeah. kind, caring about his health and everything like that, which I hope as much of it is true. Can I read this one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Richard, do you want to read it here? I can zoom in. Yeah, we actually, wait, go we back. Go, go. So before we do this, go to the headline on the last one. So is it the same thing? I believe it is pretty close. Today does we say, say thank you no, no, and goodbye. You, the, the actual post, does it say president statement? If we go down, no, if you scroll oh. down. President okay, statement. Okay, okay. Yes, it's the same Mar thing. Marvy won. Okay. Yes. President statement on striker's departure. Effective today, the Boston Uprising and Stryker have mutually agreed to part ways. We are grateful for what Stryker has brought to the Boston Uprising in his two separate stints with our organization, but have concluded that where we are as a team is not the right fit for Stryker at this point. Stryker is a talented player. We wish him the best moving forward. Hyphen Huck, Uprising President. <laughs> for those of you this is the audio podcast, Matt was having his head in his hand. It is, I mean, because, you know, Richard reading it with that, that emotion, it was just a... But that is how it reads. Depart- That's yes, how it, it is looks. It is a vast departure in those two things literally sent minutes apart from each other about it, two different players. It, okay, yeah. so it, it... I think the whole departure statement in esports is such a bad trope, cliche, like standard reaction thing. You know, it's like, I think what you and I have talked about I, and anyone I've spoken to will know, but like, I hate when teams like randomly change PFPs to represent a day because you're just waiting until the 30th of the month at 12, 50, 11, 59 PM. Cause you know, it's changing right back. And I'm like, it's, it's just this thing that you do this participatory cool. thing. But one, I've always thought it's weird. You don't need a goodbye statement for every single person leaving your team. Like imagine like in the transfer, like in premiership, if like every transfer had this like long heartfelt goodbye, but more importantly, it's that these goodbyes are not all heartfelt. Like they're not, you don't like some things don't work. It it happens, right? People get traded also. This is, this is, this is life. And when every bloody movement has this, they lose all meaning. But then when you see, the absolute, complete, like, disastrous write-up. I can't believe a company of any kind, forget, like, let alone an Overwatch, like an esports team that wants to live up to this whole concept of, oh, we're here and we stand by each other and we're transparent and we do these things. I Like, no, 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 no. I, 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 no, I'm going to call you on that. This is just, you really had nothing to say because you don't like the guy or for whatever reason, there were problems. I don't know what they are. If we're on Twitter, we're just going to be like, well, I read a lot of things that were speculating. I'm like, we're not going to go into that. But the point is, got nothing to say. So the fact that you're trying to keep up this corny pageantry going on and on about how how heartfelt and important, blah, blah, blah. It's such all. Honestly, I read that and I'm like, the Marvel thing just seems even like cornier now. I, I think that's an important message. And I think it's I believe everything that's written there. But then, like, take the time to write that. Like, people just get transferred. It happens. That you don't have is, to go yeah. through this, like, merit. This just pat, cheap, phony stuff. It's so phony. Yeah, I mean, even so in traditional the, sports as well. I mean, yeah. I've seen numerous times Premier League managers, they'll, or Premier League teams, they'll sack their coach. And they we've decided to mutually part ways with ex manager. I think to myself, yeah, 
we've seen the results. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the players get off fine. It's just the coaching stuff. But yeah, to yeah. your point. And mutually parted ways. I'm I, I, I'm certain. I, I don't know if this is going to be a surprise to anybody, but what that means is they say, you can step down and we're going to say we mutually part ways or we're going to fire you. It's yeah. not mutual. This is not mutual. You know, like, so super, like, again, super black guy. He goes, it's like, it's like sports is like a revolving door. And it is. It absolutely is. And that's why it's like when your future endeavored you know, in wrestling, like we wish them best in their future endeavors. And I'm like, if I read that one more time in a tier two Overwatch or esports like line, I'm like, you only write that because you've seen it. Nobody writes that. Could you imagine you got sacked from your job and you're like, you know, Plex, we really wish you the best in your future endeavors. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> if you cared about my future, you probably wouldn't have fired me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you would like, have worked. For... Give me a break here. Like, I this would is the know. They've been fired. But I mean, no. That, but I, I so on the flip side, I'll challenge that a little bit of the idea of like you're right. And I think most people with half a brain see, see through that. Like, okay, they're getting fired. But I mean, at, at the same time, like as much as we say, like we appreciate just honesty and and, and bluntness and everything. Everybody would lose their mind if whether it's it is WWE or it's one of these if they were just yeah. like, yeah, we can strike her today. No, but he sucks. So, so Bert, Bert, so like, Bert has a, a great comment. So you can bring this one up. I think this is a great one. He goes, is the point they shouldn't engage in any communication? And that's kind of where I was no, going to put. I think they should mind. engage in communication. And you just say we've, you know, just talk about the release. Don't make up this whole thing like they meant so yeah. much and they pet my dog and they they they, <laughs> they clothed people and they didn't. They did, these teams can't even figure out a way to reasonably talk to their local communities. And you expect me to believe that they've made some endearing, like long lasting impact on anything. The teams can't do it. The players are there for a job. I don't expect them to do it. They're there to play. Yeah. That's what they're there for. And, I, and, and that's what I think is so corny. It's that it's, you don't have to pretend so much. Well, and that's the issue. You don't have to, it's lying. In the end, yeah, and right? I just being disingenuous. Thing, absolutely, the, the the statements thing is weird. That the, the president statements thing is is a, very well, a weird. president statement is a serious thing. See, you step in, and this is the other thing that I think is hilarious. Usually, there's like an escalation. You know, usually you start off with like a coach might make a comment, maybe a GM, but it's like president. Oh, I went all the way to the top. It's like those guys who are so, in, like those people who are so insufferable. They always refer to themselves as I'm a CEO. Like, sure. stop, just stop. Well, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, the president's message says this. I'm like, okay. Official. Like, here's the other thing. Quite frankly, if you really want to write this statement properly, look, I was in PR for a long time. So like, if you want this to read like a president's message, then you sign it with your friggin' name. Not, yeah, not your gamer tag. No, like, <laughs> for god's sake put your actual name on it then make it the president's message it's actually on the statement his real name no huck. it just says huck, huck. uprising president yeah. so somewhere <laughs> out there there's some legal document that says president huck yeah and i got nothing <laughs> against huck i just think this right. is a very objectively bad way of communicating with folks my right? yeah uh, absolutely okay. oh hey oh i think i think, think uh well lying i don't so Bert, i don't know if lying is a spin i think they're being disingenuous right i think i think the statement is disingenuous but super mm. black guy saying well with boston they had a few issues with certain players and they are trying to save face with fan popular players and you know what i don't doubt that you know it had that you look i'm not going to meme on this or anything but look people have had personnel challenges it does happen that's I fine i agree and but i think what the biggest takeaway for me is 
I, I have no problem with with a goodbye post I, or like we're parting ways with so-and-so post. I get a little bit. We're just being up front. I get because if you didn't, if you just like quietly let people go or let them somebody, it, it may seem shady. I don't think mm -hmm. it is, but it might seem that way. So I get it from at least a little bit. Hey, we're parting ways with so-and-so. Let's make a post. We're, we're not going to make a big deal out of it. We're just going to post it. Yeah. Gone. I, I get that. of just being upfront about things. That's, but yeah, the fluffy flowery or in some cases <laughs> lack thereof uh, statements. Uh, it's totally. Yeah. The, the well, and this, was... because they came out at the same time. It's like, I think you've made it pretty clear what you meant in which yep. case. Okay. That means every time you see the other statement, you're like, wow, are they like that person? And this yeah. is the whole thing. Like, you know, I know, I know in, in entertainment and digital, we don't, we're not really good with the whole concept of memory and maintaining the record or knowing what happened before the moment we were all there. But I just, I look at this and I, I, yeah, you know, okay. So look, uh, now to be fair, look, you know, super black guy's got a good point. He goes, I'm looking at justice a few years with Balland, how we had a generic, we released post and everyone hated us like, and hated us. And he follows up by saying, and anytime you saw or heard about justice, we were bashed for a simple, we released post. Not, not, you know, not untrue. I remember when that happened. And I think this is the whole problem with building up this concept of expectation of form. And yeah, this is yeah. the whole issue. We we get mad because it's generic, but the things that are heartfelt are disingenuous. So what we're actually asking for is that we want disingenuous posts to, to fulfill our expectations of the yeah. form that ultimately none of this relates to anything. And look, I'm not going to go on off on this tangent, but we're dealing with an industry where we know players need support. We know some organizations oh. are not well run. We know some some players are not great, are, are bad people. I'll just go out and say it. They're not good people. Oh. We're, we're asking for transparency. We want things to work. But our high watermark and the, 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 air, the, the point that we sort of sit on is one where we're saying, well, okay, but whenever it's in public, we're just going to like make sure that it's mediagenic friendly and fits the expectation of pleasantries. Yeah. And I don't know how we're going to evolve or grow in a spot. Like, I mean, look, again, being an Oilers fan, I got to tell you, like watching people comment on Evander Kane yeah. is like unbelievable. Now, here's the thing. We have the same problem. Like one of my favorite Leafs was Nazem Kadri. And I know a lot of hockey fans are going to be like, oh, God. And I'm like, but I get it. He had he's, he's had some issues, but he's not having issues right now. And then yeah. the things that you see written about him. Like, okay, you can not like him. I get it. Why are you guys being like racist about it? And then the whole thing against Evander Kane, yeah, he has a chip. He does have a bad attitude. He's gone through a bankruptcy. He's gone broken. He used to do the thing where he held up a stack of bills like a phone. It was really corny. And Ooh. here's the thing, though, too. It's that, yeah, and I, is everyone just ignoring the fact that he's also a black player in the National Hockey League? And there's a lot of people where – Oh, he's getting what he deserves. I know where that some of that's I'm not all of that sentiment's coming from there, but I've seen the sentiment that does. Yeah. And the point is, but we do have those talks. And mm -hmm. I've seen fans get really serious about it. And the thing is, you have to have you have to have if you want transparency, you want a healthier war organization and a healthier culture, it, it's probably good if we stop for acting as if the gilding of some of these messages is more than what it is. Yes. Um, yeah. Then that's it. That's it. But yeah, I it's it, and, and the thing is, no, but there's no good way to do it right now because of the situation we're in. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're looping back to something we brought up earlier, like sticking to the facts. I mean, 
Albert for the Florida Mayhem, he is whenever Mayhem say we've signed this player or we've released this player, you know shortly thereafter Albert, mm-hmm. who is the sort of the guy in charge of Florida Mayhem, or he's involved in that transparency, he will come out and say this is the reason, and he will yeah. stick to the facts, mm-hmm. and he's been very good for that over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So there is ex- so yes. You can put out these statements mm-hmm. and stick to the facts, which obviously with Boston, you kind of feel like they haven't really done that. Yeah. yeah. Like Albert has it, sort of learned to sort of thread the needle almost. I think you're right. You know, it, it does remind me a little bit about, I mean, you know, there's a reality, right? Um, if you've known everyone who's been in corporate side and you see like senior executives get caught, it happens, right? Sometimes it's not, doesn't seem like it's right those who are inside or, or sometimes it is the right thing because you, you know what's actually happened but they're always handled the same way people only ever say nice things and that's what happens in the corporate world for whatever reason everyone's great everyone likes each other but they actually hate each other oh yeah you know like that's what yeah, it that's, is that's fucking um, right everyone right? gets to the top that's like oh, see see and matt see there you go right that that's it's not a failing kind of it, yeah it, it kind of is life right not everyone's gonna get along what i think the challenge is though is that the difference here is that so much of the market of people coming in are there it's the youth these are young people they 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 are looking to these yeah. examples this is how they are being socialized and they're they're picking up habits and patterns and they're seeing it and it's like at least give people until they're like 25 to realize that the corporate world is a load of like <laughs> it's just full of just the worst overtures and pageantry but now what we're doing is we're building this into not just their like understanding of the, the 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 concept of like the work relationship but we're, we're applying this to their aspects of fandom and personal passions and and i just feel like that's a really crummy thing to do Ooh. it's a really really bad way to lead them off and I, again super black guys got a great example he's like just rip the band-aid off just make the simple post it's going to hurt mm-hmm. it's yeah. going to hurt but it's but honest. like you said plex you stick with facts and you go through it, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, and one bad post, one bad we release post will take your image forever. Yeah, esports is a different type. Esports, he says, esports is a different type of internet presence. And unlike traditional sports, your image online is everything. And one bad we release post will tank your image forever. Now, in a way, you think about that. That's probably there is a lot of truth to that. And. Shouldn't we be working to adjust that? Because one of the problems yeah. is if all you have is your online image, wasn't that the whole reason we localized was to create permanence, a record, community memory, you know, understanding who was on the block and the familiar faces. It's a sort of a beautiful, beautiful. It's a beautiful thing when that happens, you know? Yeah. And and, and I just I, I don't know, like sometimes I see this and I'm like, you <laughs> honestly, it's like I see some of these statements and I'm like. You guys knew here because this is if this is how you think like the corporate world actually is or how this stuff's yeah. supposed to happen. You've watched too many TV shows and you've <laughs> seen too many really weird things because that's actually not how it is. And, and I, I, I do to make yeah. dirt sheets. Yeah, right. No kidding. dirt sheets. Yeah. 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 The other but, the the other thing is to like I'm always I'm, again it's, it's sports. It's it's. It's life. Revolving, it's life. And my it's thing is, life. especially, I don't know, like I'm with you, even on Marvel's letter, departure letter, whatever the hell it was, the statement, um, as kind and considerate it was, this is a weird thing for me. And I'm like, 
it, it, it does come off as posturing because like a lot of this stuff about like, well, he, he needed to take care of all this, you know, when we, we decided it was best for him to do that. Shouldn't you let the talent decide if they want to share? I'm sure I'm a hope. I hope it was agreed upon with the talent yeah. that this, this was in the statement. Cause I'm like, sometimes, yeah, maybe my mental's screwed and I want out and I need to yeah. go home. But if I'm going to tell the world that like, let me tell the world that and not in a, yeah, in a well, plain white X statement from the another example of that because he was meant to be on Dallas Fuel last year, but obviously he had that's to right. go home and deal with an injury. Yes, like, yes, I think it was like a neck injury or something like that, or back injury. Mm -hmm. So yeah, oh yeah, but very anyway, story, but... yes. So kind of, kind of, kind of moving on from this because yeah, it was very weird and kind of ridiculous and just silly across mm -hmm. the board and just and silly. So kind of melding, we'll kind of meld it into one of the uh, most uh, surprising results. Sorry to our, our friend, Super Black Eye in the chat, but moving it into one of the most surprising results of the weekend. The Boston Uprising kind of after all this had kind of started to fold, they, they kind of brought a new, not new composition, but they, they played in what I think is their strongest composition. And in a bit of an upset, they woke yeah. up on... The Washington Justice 3-1. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it the introduction? or Because um, Punk has already played, right? Punk was playing, yeah. He, yeah. But they, they, they stuck with him. Yeah. Yes. And I they think it made this... a huge difference. And so also, Crimson was back. Exactly. They mentioned yes. this in the broadcast, how Boston have said that they pair Punk and Crimson together, and then Exxon and MCD together deliberately. So you see when they make the substitutions, the two players go out, two players come in. That's because it still struggles with English. So having MCD as a Korean. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they mentioned this during the broadcast, mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting. But that being said, you can tell it it's nothing on it's on MCD, but they look slightly weaker with those two in the lineup yes. compared to because it's clear that Punk brought leadership yes. into the lineup. And they were Absolutely. struggling last week because obviously Crimson was unavailable because yes. of health issues. Mm. But then mm -hmm. Crimson and Punk together, it's almost like you, you've got the spine of the team is those yeah. two. It's really, it's a really nice, nice synergy. Yeah. I mean, and... Crimson was hitting sleep darts left and right. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And he is just that sort of quality player. So the other, and the other part about this too, with, uh, with the, the releases is, I, I will say, I believe, and cries, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, mm -hmm. Boston, I think, was one of the most, especially coming into this new season, and there, there's a lot of like flux going on, was one of the most overstaffed rosters, probably. They they had like, how many, yeah, many like I, three I tanks so. and like three tanks, which three, is a lot. Even, even three at each even, position, I believe. Yeah, which. Maybe for DPS, you you want for some of those flexes, but man, like yeah, three tanks is a lot anyway. Yeah, like they needed to it probably is. call. It, it, it is, it is, and especially with striker in, they had three DPS as well too, which which is yeah. normal. It, it's doable. That's sure. the one role where you would have to potentially it happens specialists. Okay. Yeah, so you look at Florida Mayhem; they've got two, three, three. They've got two yeah. tanks, three damage, three supports. So, and I think that's actually a pretty decent way of doing it. I mean, obviously, yeah, I think so too. Some teams are doing the minimum six, but they're having the extra damage player or the extra tank player instead. Yeah. So there's different and... ways of building a roster, but as you say, Boston were a little bit overstaffed. 
Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just a little bit. So they probably needed, like I said, to, to call a little bit. And so I, I am, I'm, I'm excited to watch them going forward. I will say so again, to call back to, to the drama a little bit though. And we're, we're not here to, to, like I said, to dig too much into rumor and, and conjecture, but there oh, was a love statement. to do that in esports. Yeah. Well, we, and we got to do we a little live bit. For we, dirt need, sheets. we need the engagements folks. We're farming here. We are controversy creates cash, right? Eric Bischoff. Let's go we're the over botch observer. Yes, now. exactly. <laughs> we, we will give you all the made up dirt. Um, but no. So like one thing a lot of people pointed out to, and like, I even remember, um, this being a point of contention or like sticking out to me. So without going too far, the rumor, especially with striker and why the statement was um, the way it was. And there, again, everything floating around is that maybe he was, he was being a little bit hard to deal with and maybe he had an ego, blah, blah, blah. Allegedly. Allegedly. This is all, again, this is all dirt sheet rumor, but maybe almost kind of interestingly alluded to in punk's post-match interview on way, uh, watch point, mm. I believe Danny was asking him like, Hey, like a lot of people weren't expecting you guys to win this match. You know, you're coming in as a bit of the underdog. What, what was it that, you know, that you guys were able to do to bring out the win? Mm. And his first, like the first words out of his mouth were like, well, like we're a professional organization, which is a weird thing to say. You, you don't use very oh, cool. For it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but like, so here's we my, are a my professional theory. organization. So, like, the idea, like, normally you'd be like, oh, man, like, our synergy, our practice has been going so well, our scrims were good, when we, you know, the synergy with me and Crimzo, but all the stuff we just talked about. But, I, I, there's a part of my brain that has to imagine, like, there was conflict between, like, Striker, maybe calling them an unprofessional organization, blah, 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 because the, the first words out of his mouth being, we're a professional organization, me mm. seemed seemed cheeky to me. I mean, maybe they've just been told very specifically. I don't do. see. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. Yeah. I don't think that's it. If anyone asks, well, I, what say. everybody has made it. No, but it didn't feel like that to me. How bad could Striker have been if they brought him back? Like, here's the thing: if we want to go with this, where it's like, if it's all the way, like, I don't think it's from all the way from the top. I think this is they. I think this is a. Uh, you know, this is what something that 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 Huck did, and you know, cool. Yeah, I think that's good. You know, like put your name on it. It's a decision made by your org. If he's really this bad, why'd you bring him back after 2018? So here's my 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 theory on that is so yeah, he he was with them then, went to the shock. They mm -hmm. ruled ruled ass. Yeah, well, and then leaves there and then comes back. So maybe he comes back with a little bit of an expectation of the kind of team he should be on. Possibly, yeah. you know, the if idea of small pods, like sort of thing. Yeah, maybe, you know, he uh, thought he outgrew Boston, went to shock, you know what I mean? But then gets let released from shock and needs mm -hmm. a place to go, gets the offer, says, okay, maybe I'll carry this team to, to, to some victories or something like that. Again, now I know we're getting into the speculation. I, yeah, I know. It, I, but, I know this, but over speculate. Um, yeah. No, uh, no, but again, you know, I have a feeling that someone's personality within this space over the span of what, like, you're talking. And this means that they didn't interact with the person at all up until that point, that that no one's ever. Do you really change that much? In yeah, this so the, you're saying this, this shouldn't have been a huge surprise, Come on. basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This Come is not on. like If so that's <gasps> the case, then you really yeah. messed up. You shouldn't have signed them. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't you think you would? this would have come up in the talk or, or some of the, the contract? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All you need the most talented player on the planet, but. You need to be a good person as well. I mean, yes. just a bit of context. I mean, you have to be able to work with the team. You yeah, know? that's yeah. why I respect Checkmate for the mayhem because 
He went from a full Korean roster to an English-speaking roster. Mm-hmm. And he went through the trial process again. Yeah. He literally went through the process and was like, I'm going to put in the work to get on this roster again. And Checkmate has been going crazy this season. Yeah. Yeah. It's clear that his work rate is there. And yeah. you don't really see that with some players. Like yeah. they think, oh, I'm this good. I could just walk into any roster. Yeah. You know what would be the worst, though, out of all this? Like, what if in the end it really was that? You know, you got three deeps. You don't really need them. You want to remove them. But because they wanted to write so much about Marvel, it just makes Stryker look bad. Yeah. That's that's the way like, it Wouldn't that be me. fun? Like, yeah. that, it's entirely possible, right? Of course. Uh, but one thing I will say, though, is like Stryker and Boston, like I will always appreciate going back to that opening season, Stryker facing off against Sabiel B and watching those two yeah. be these like linchpin movements when they were playing on Gibraltar and how just and, and then like and then they closed it off at uh, Numbani and Stryker and SBB, the way they would go back and forth, like, you know, it, it's like, it, it's like, it's like, you know, Tyson Fury and Deontay, like you want to see them go up and everyone going to have a favorite. But when, when you saw them go, it's like something was going to be there and, and those fights and, and look, whatever happened, I, 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 it's a bummer, right? Because I do associate striker. I, I, rather, I don't associate striker with Boston. I associate Bo- associate Boston with striker because those games were crazy. That stage mm-hmm. three final in uh, the first season, right between uh, Boston and uh, New York, was something special. Like the watch party that night exploded, but it was madness. So you know, I, yeah. I, I hope the best. I, yeah, I, I just wish him the best. You know, in the end. Yeah. yeah, solid okay. player. Can't yeah, speak to him as a person. Don't know him, <laughs> but yeah. uh, solid player. And it defines for me a certain play style for Boston. So you know, may that play style rest in peace because we are in a new game. <laughs> yeah. Amen. And speaking of the new game, we're also on the dawn of a new week. So let's take a little look of the week ahead. We have oh. a match of the week to pick out. I mean, I, w- I want to pull up the the schedule. I have my match of the week, but because um, mm. it is my turn. To pick once again. Oh, and Vancouver lost. You saw that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I d- good. Are we all surprised? I mean, is, yeah. Is there any Vancouver there any lost, doubt? and the largest investor in enthusiast gaming is demanding they change their board of directors? That's right. Just saying. The business. <laughs> we'll, we'll start a second podcast to get into just all the business, the weird back business of some I of know. these esports. But we sports. have to do it like SpongeBob with the executive treatment. With like the, everything's got to be business, and it meets yes. all four quadrants of our expectation <laughs> matrix. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, uh, looking into the week ahead. Um, so my my match of the week is actually going to be at the very end, but I want to pick out a couple of key uh key matchups and, mm-hmm. and just see what we think some quick preds as we so to speak and then we'll do our proper match of the week okay so something that sticks out to me right is, is philly soul like philly mm-hmm. looking strong soul looking okay do we think soul comes back mm-hmm. do we think this is a dominant philly performance again quick just quick preds uh i'm gonna say three one fusion but uh, with a caveat mm-hmm. smurf Play Winston. <laughs> Play <Do> it. Winston. <laughs> yeah, but right. And also, on a more serious note, don't let Fusion dictate the tempo. Because mm-hmm. that's how they mm-hmm. call out the dragons. And Belisria is scary good. <laughs> so, good mm-hmm. luck against it. So, I'm going to say 3-1 to Fusion with that caveat of 
Smurf Winston. Richard, you got a quick pred on that one? Uh, yeah, actually, I had the same score, probably a 3 1. Uh, I don't think Seoul's just going to have enough time to organize. Philly seems to have a good system running right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's tough. And exactly what Plex said. They've they 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 control they define the pace and that's how they gobble you up right now. Yeah. So I'd say three one. Uh I'm I'm gonna I, I believe right now in Philly Magic, I'm gonna say three oh. I think I think Seoul mm-hmm. hasn't totally possible, man. To get together. That's that's just they could my... be the shock of APAC. They could be. They, if if they keep they keep on the roll and they find their their footing. Um, oh. so as this go, we go net, by the way, it starts Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, because the, oh, it's gotta, one of those early they gotta, ones. they gotta catch up too. Cause they lost. Yeah. The okay. Week. So they're, they're playing some extra games. Um, but moving, I'm trying to be moving into Friday. Nothing crazy here. Um, we got glads in London. That's a clean. We've got sweep. the Richard Derby. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, I gotta hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> oh, Toronto's going to smoke New York. Right, yeah. <laughs> do you think New York gets a map anything uh yeah I'll give him a map I'll give him a map because Yaki can pull off some some pretty wild work and Flora like I said they're gonna do it they're gonna do it on a map and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna win on a map where environmental kills will help right because sure. then a uh, Kellen you can get the most out of Kellen the problem is you put hop up against Kellen pff, and ain't even a competition right this I'd is like the it's like putting in like the new york yankees against the staten island yankees okay it's like basically new york's going to be like little league and they're going to be facing the six so yeah there's no i love right can now. i just point out too that i love the irony of richard's uh new york dialect coming out a little bit though when he's talking about yeah. toronto whooping up on new oh, york yeah it's it gonna be yeah, like oh it's gonna be yo it's you, you put hot like, up against <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit of oh baby yeah. <laughs> you, also, you also keep in mind that toronto still have news to come in if needs be i know Sir, no yeah. and that's that's yeah. the whole yep, thing yep. so and we have a little bit more stability and that's the thing i think right now what you'll see is actually quite frankly is that toronto i think plex it was you that said it the panicking there's a little bit of a yeah. panic that happens in it. it. It 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 messes up their positioning and how they do the the retraction. Like it's almost like it's like everyone run. You know, it's like you turn the lights on and the hamsters run everywhere. Yeah. And I feel like New York needs to settle. But I do think one wants to get some time in to actually practice because they can't even having gesture isn't going to help them because they can't practice the tactics. Because <laughs> yeah. in scrims you're not you don't show any. It, it's yeah i won't go into that again it's a good point yeah but i think they're going to need until the next stage to actually stabilize and yeah. it's, it's okay as well exactly and the thing is i think that's fine it's a long season right this is like mm. getting real excited about baseball when it's like you know may yeah. <laughs> you know yeah like you just it's too early you know um uh you know or so i think that's what it's going to be but uh, again plus like hisu is so freaking good right now hisu's yeah awesome finale finale great yeah. um although really stepped it up as well too like you're seeing more balancing i feel yeah so it'll be interesting and then uh san francisco is going to be the tar out of vancouver i think that'll be the, one of the shortest games of the entire year. i i well, know it was, I mean... at one point it held the record like yes yeah, 20, correct 19 minutes 23 seconds of total i think time. you will order oh i think it, if you really? order a pizza the really? entire game was 20 minutes yeah of gameplay actually Playtime, so not playtime. Yeah, not breaks and all like that. that. So, yeah, yeah, really, t- less than twenty minutes of actual play. So basically, I didn't know that stat. Wow. Okay, so so on context. Friday, I'm going to order a pizza. Yeah. I'm gonna or order <laughs> a pizza. Be done. And then it'll be there in time. And then when the game's done, that's how I. That's basically when yeah. I know I got to call them to be like the pizza's taking say, too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, just for context on that stat, mm-hmm. the Florida Mayhem held that record prior to that with the Boston that's Uprising right. match. 
And the Shock Titans match beat it by three minutes or something like that. Yeah. So that gives you an idea of how quick that match was. And that's wild. Yeah. I, I yeah. would not be surprised to see a, a, um, a repeat or perhaps yeah. a record break of that. But the next match I just want to highlight, skip ahead a little bit is um, on Saturday, a nice kind of, this is a, not a, I don't know if it's a toss up, but Florida and Washington, I think could be very interesting. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, I think Florida has been very strong. I think Washington has had mm-hmm. the high, like highs of highs and lows of lows. Yeah. I mean, we're talking whooping up on Atlanta and then losing to Boston. Well, I think this game will be great, too, because the Washington loss felt it was weird. It happens. It does happen. You lose. And sometimes you you lose in a 3-0 score. Um, They looked a little bit confused at certain points, but that's okay. I think it'll be a really cool game because I know Washington still has all the components that we've seen them been able to hit that. You know, we've been talking about the range the upper to the lower bounds. And we know Washington's upper bound is, is up there. It's high. And you know, they're going to take this again, not to sound too old school sports, but you'll look at the tape. You just discuss it because the mistakes they made are not, they're pretty obvious. So they just have to like, be like, don't do that. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Don't do that again. And I think actually that's going to be that that's the game. I'm actually most excited for this weekend because yeah. it'll help also, it'll help us quite frankly, understand what the variance is, what the distance is between our, the better teams, yeah. um, the better teams in NA. So I'm really, right. really looking forward to that. I think yeah. also you see two very different philosophies in terms of roster builds. So you've got Mayhem leading into the rookie talent, Justice leading into more experienced veterans. So it'll be interesting to see which philosophy of those kicks it. But Mayhem, wait, taking my Mayhem hat off for a second, I think Mayhem have the more complete roster in that you put that starting five in and they can play almost anything between them. And also, they share the workload as well. It's like, say, if Majed's not popping off, okay, Hydron can pick it up, Checkmate can pick it up. It's like there's no emphasis on one player doing well. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Justice, you can tell if Decay and Happy aren't having a good game, then the team struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And I've also mentioned before that disconnect between the front line and the back line. It's like their support line keeps getting caught out. Almost like, and I think Richard can probably agree with me on this, is that season one Florida Mayhem had that problem when Swoosh and Manitou would dive in, Zuper and Zebasai on the support line were mm-hmm. completely sitting ducks. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, I think the team only had just players, right? Didn't 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 Florida launch with only six players? Florida note they've got no they no, no for, have... for season one. For season one. Yeah, the that was the team. starting six was literally that. Yeah. <laughs> That, 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 that definitely didn't awesome help. Guy, Sire, player, and Zappis over the course of the season. Well, all the revival guys, right? We all came from. Yeah, everyone came from Florida. Which, by the way, beautiful organization. I can yeah. and I say that deeply. Like, it's a it's a well run team and a well run well run crew. Yeah, Who, mayhem or revival? Uh, mayhem, mayhem, mayhem. Yeah. They were so yeah, they got were better really... over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's cool. That's cool. That's uh. Yeah. Ooh, Solon, Shanghai again. So for me, I just throw out my prediction. I'm going to say a 3-1 to Mayhem. Not as a Mayhem fan, but as a sort of Overwatch League fan. Sure. Because I think Mayhem have the quality to stand up against what Justice throw at them. I do too. And I think like it's kind of weird saying this about Florida given last year. But I think, and it's still so early, but I think they are developing and are finding Mm -hmm. a consistency yeah. You know, and they're not, they're not, 
running through everybody, but they're they're not getting their yeah. ass kicked like phenomenal. So they're in that middle tier with that punch up potential. Whereas Washington has those swings. I think Florida has it. I'm going to give Washington a little bit more. I think it's a close one. I'm going to go three two Florida. Yeah, I think yeah. keep in mind that Florida Mayhem have the strength and depth as well because you've got Adam to come in. Mm-hmm. You've got Kariv, very experienced, and Xy, who was pretty scary on the Widowmaker when he came. And what was awesome? Wasn't Xy? Was he? He was on. He was on two hundred and nine ping. ping, according to his That's tweet. Madness. Yeah, and he was hitting shots. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> so yeah, it was wild. Imagine, it was. Wait, is there any update on his? So is he going to be? I've in not Florida heard anything soon? recently. Okay. No, but I think it's in the pipeline. He of, will of be course, in... yeah, yeah, you would hope. That's I scary. Heard... You know, you yeah, the least I that. heard that was that, that. So this is the last thing I heard from Albert on the situation was he should be in Florida in time for the next stage. That's okay. the current what I've been told. Okay. Well, I, mean, yeah, public... it... I want to point out that is public knowledge. If you look at Albert's tweets, he has been sure. saying that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely keeping everybody abreast of me. So yeah, I mean that's on that's on ping from Korea and let alone online in a, you know with his team, let alone what land could potentially look like. So yeah, that is the scary prospect. That is scary. Hold on, before you go further. Oh, before you, you go want further, to look at? yeah. Uh there's a comment from uh Super Black Guy. He says it's three two Florida. Okay. And then he says in the next, he goes, Don't tell anyone I said this. See now. Well, you're we called out. This. Yep, you are. Now you we are... can clip this. That's and true. Matt, you need to post this. I will. On your channel. Okay, good. Just want to make sure. I'm, 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 yeah. I remember the well, comment in the last video. We, did, that we didn't give enough wa- love to Washington. Well, no, but they, they, I mean, again, they... good squad, though. I think I think what we saw, the oh loss, God, I think the loss that we saw was just they got caught off guard a little bit. It, it happens. But what is the match of the week? What, what, so the match, that's what I'm getting the match of the week is okay. going to be the very last matchup. And Ooh. it's going to be Glads and Atlanta. Oh shit! Okay, oh, 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 that's a good one. <laughs> another another battle of two of the oh, kind of God. predicted titans of NA. Okay, We're good so... at predicting the big games, aren't we? <laughs> I love yeah. that it's the last game though, because I can for sure watch it, which is going to be awesome. So I'm gonna. Somebody brought up this. This is not a good. I'll maybe come up with a more pretty looking one. Did you like? Is this like a, actually a text file? Yeah, it's just like it's a word a, pad. No, it's just notepad. <laughs> yeah, dude. Note notepad. Yeah. Matt, um, it is 2022. It is. May, I ju- I remembered this. I remembered this three. That's what I was typing while you guys were talking about Florida and Washington. I remember this about 30 seconds ago. When I, after <laughs> yeah. I get off this, I will make Clearly. a note and I will make a proper, like, pretty looking. But we can put this in like Google Docs, even like a Google slide. You can use I will make. Fonts. I will make a pretty background thing for you us to do. Going to come up with it. It's like DOS. Yeah. We're using DOS. I just want it on, on record. So when I go, wait, what did I what did I pred? I don't remember. There's no auto save. You might oh. forget to hit save. Audio, audio, this is a thinking, what the hell wow. are we talking you, about? You're having, I put this damn stream together. I think I could hit save. All right. It's like next day. It, it uh, guys, me. I forgot See? to hit save. It reminds me. It reminds me. <laughs> so anyways, me before I close. Okay. okay, so um, yeah. Glad so Glad's Atlanta. Glad. It's gonna be tough. I think um yeah. Well, Atlanta's strong but has had a little bit of those pitfalls glads have had two reverse sweeps but from two of the strongest teams in the entire yeah. league so how much do you weigh that so i don't know with atlanta they actually showed us something different as well like they yep. showed gator and venom in a yeah dark, venom venom it shows, uh, shows face. yes yeah. absolutely 
and they still got speedily to come in at some point. I think it's like later in the season as well. Yeah, that's not until I heard August at the earliest. Yeah. So they, they, they have a while. They got but months even, to go. Even so, right now, they look really scary. They look, they look good, generally speaking. But their record is a little suspect, considering yeah. the strength of talent. I don't know. We've had so many wonky results as of late. I, just I know. don't know who to throw myself behind. So Richard, you go first. Uh, I think it's going <laughs> to go three to Atlanta. All right. Richard's locked in at three, two. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. You, you, might, you think Atlanta's going to win? Yeah. So two, okay, two, so I'm gonna, yeah, three. two, three, because I'm going to go up based mm -hmm. off the top there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh. I honestly don't know because I think, I think the Glads. I think the Glads apply. I'm going the opposite. I'm going to go three two Glads. I think you they have. I think they have this strong performance. I think they do have trouble closing things out. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, yeah, I, I think the talent's there. I think Ons has uh, been performing. I think Kevster has been yep. kicking ass. Reiner is freaking awesome. Chad. Uh, so I mean, I know Gator is and stuff too. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go three two Glads. Yeah. I mean, my big thing is, I want to see Arns play. If you're going to run the soldier, run Arns. Yeah. Last week with Patapad, I mean, he was good. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, Pat fans hit or miss. Yeah, Literally. he's been. I mean, you're going about the peaks and troughs of justice. Patapad seems to have that in his games. Yes, himself. Mm -hmm. True. So I, think, I agree. I think they need to use Arns Kevster a lot more. So that being said. I honestly don't know. This is one of those games where I, I just don't know what to call it. But you have to. You have to. This yeah. Is, this is... I'm going to have to suffer either way. <laughs> you damn right. This is podcast integrity, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say... I'm actually going to go with Richard. I'm going to go 3-2 Atlanta. Okay. Here because, because they showed Matt. a different style last week. Uh -huh. So they've got the Hawk Zarya style, the Doofus style. They've got the Gator Winston style. So I think they've got the versatility to come up with an answer against the gladiators. Okay. Really, we I do have say, a prediction in the chat. Okay. Yeah, I, say, I will say with glads, they need to run Arns to actually get anywhere, in my opinion. Arns Kevster might be the wild card, all this. Sure. Although, I mean, the one to me, the other thing. Not wild card, but something that I think is overlooked. We're talking about the tanks. We're talking about the TPS. Atlanta's support line. Yes. OG is, Ultraviolet. OG Ultraviolet is pretty cracked. They are, yeah. they, to me, they're, the, they're the linchpin. As good as, as good as the rest of their squad, to me, the linchpin is that too. And their, their synergy as contenders, teammates, as, you know, former contenders, teammates as well, is really shining through too. So there's that to yeah. consider as well. And supports, I think, are almost are having much a much larger effect on the game in yeah, Overwatch. No, I agree. So this is so we're we're, we're all calling yeah. it a five mapper though. Yeah, yeah. So I hope but, so. You know, what should be we a, have three a three zero? We have a three zero. Yeah, it's going to be three zero for Glads, as Super Black Guy is saying. <laughs> our chat, yeah, he's yeah, probably our chat right. right now is predicting. He's probably right. No, I mean, way. look, he has numbers chance. behind his profile picture. That means he understands. Like he has the science, horsey scores. No and... way. There's no way this goes three. There's no way this is a clean sweep. There's no way. There's too much competition. I can't see somebody would have to astronomically fumble 
Okay, you said so much there that you know that's now going to happen, and we're damn it. Have to clip you. You're right. You're absolutely <laughs> so right. Now, so now, super black guy, you now get to do the thing where you've been exposed, but then you get to expose yeah, in yeah, return, to, and then yeah, the universe will have balance itself out. <laughs> oh my god. It's going to be yeah. a great game, though. It I'm will really, be a really looking I think, forward to it. I do, too. I, I yeah. think it'll be good. It'll be a good game. But yeah. speaking of which, yeah, we, we, really we have to punch. get to uh, our match of the week from last week, which was that Philly game that we all got wrong. Just a little so bit wrong. <laughs> it is time for punishments. Okay. Our punishments this week were suggested by our friend here, Plexomatic, who had an interesting take on things. Just lighthearted, but... Uh, we're going to rib each other a little bit. So Plex, why don't you explain what, what our punishment for everybody here for getting it wrong is this week? So yeah, first of all, we suck at predictions. <laughs> Let's throw that out there. That's all the fun. Yeah. So the idea is we're going to take it in turns to roast each other. We get one chance to roast each host. We're going to go around the room and try and make each other laugh, essentially. Now I'm volunteering to go last. So, all right, cause, yeah, think... you've you've got something in the bank. So, yeah, yeah. so a, a little a little rib a little rib at each at each co-host. Yeah, pretty much anything goes, but we have previously discussed what's off the table, off camera. Oh so. yeah, yeah. With, this ever, it's, it's all it's all in good fun. So, yeah. all right, uh, so, I'll I'll start us off. Um, okay. All right, so here's the thing, Richard, you are a worldly, knowledgeable man. You speak a lot of, of, of culture, of, of music, of food. Um, your lovely home city of Toronto is a wildly diverse, amazing city. So, some of the wonderful neighborhoods in it. And Canada in general has wonderful influences in cuisine, from uh, especially in Asian food and, and Indian food, Middle Eastern food, much more than, than I, I get to see. Even in my metropolitan home of Chicago, there's so much more a wide diversity. However. If you try to defend Canadian pizza one more time, I will reach through the screen, slap you, knock those headsets off, because I don't care if it's Toronto, Vancouver, all the way to St. John, you can't make pizza. So just stop trying. You're done. That's ours. You'll never oh, get it. I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> I was doing the big setup. I was doing the big setup. Right, that's all I had. So you have to rip me. I was, I had a couple things in mind for Plex, but I don't know. Because I, I, I could go after like I could take a cheap shot and do like same vein, take a cheap shot at you know British food. But British food's pretty damn good. They they come up in the world culinary wise. So I'm just gonna say, Plex. You're too damn nice. It's the worst. It's the worst rib and insult <laughs> in the world. But man, I am not gonna rest in my life until I get you to punch a kitten, and it's gonna be <laughs> the greatest no, day of my life. No, the no. the the ultimate. If Lex has always announced himself, he for those who don't know, he's one of a moderator in my Twitch uh, stream since like day one. Kind of always been the penultimate baby face. Always kind of. Just calling everybody and calming everyone down and, and being that nice calming presence but man sometimes it's too much and you sir i will turn you i will be your palpatine and one day somehow some way i'm gonna get you to do something crummy because you're too damn nice 
And that's what I got. That's almost a compliment. I know. I know. This is the hardest thing. You know, I was like, I was really struggling with this. I was like, what? I don't even know how to make a joke about this. Um, (laughs) Right. right. Well, you're up next. Good luck. I mean, Matt, all I was going to say is for somebody who speaks about culinary so much. As a man who comes from a city who puts entire salads on their hot dogs, whose pizza is a cheese casserole <laughs> and whose number one visiting you know, location for tourists to visit is rock and roll McDonald's. I'm amazed that what? you could think you had the credibility to host a podcast where you're joined by someone from the greatest culinary city in the world, Toronto, and is also co-hosted by a cookie. <laughs> wow. But speaking of cookies. Yes, get him. Plex, not only are you a baked good, possibly full of trans fats, definitely, definitely full of sugar. I find it strange that here I am every week with a pro wrestler, announcer, a a man of the world, and a baked good. And of all the cookies you could be, you're a chocolate chip cookie. So derivative. So basic. So Mm. obvious. Mm. The cookies you could have been. Tell him. Peanut butter. Mm. Raspberry thimble. So good. You could have been the greatness of an almond cookie from a great dim sum restaurant, but you, Mm, you grew up into your basic, simple chocolate chip form, which I think is so awful for you, because not only is it simple, basic, sugary, full of trans fats, largely manufactured in factories, not by bakers, but by machines. But it's so, so American. Whoa. And they kicked you out of this continent. We've signed, we've separated largely from the Commonwealth. And here you are, a lone cookie in the UK, secretly wanting to be not only basic, but secretly American. Wow. That was elaborate. I yeah, oh, just went with the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, Captain. Yep. I have a feeling Plex is going to obliterate us. Why, yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Hard. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. It's going to rip our families <laughs> apart and everything. Oh, yeah. He's actually over here right now, and he's uh, punching the cat. Yeah, I'm sitting <laughs> in your wardrobe behind you, Richard. So, <laughs> so anyways, right, hit us. Starting with Richard. Uh, you're so full of hot air, you could start a very successful blimp country. I'll say that. Oh. Like, all that hot air that comes out of your mouth. Well, you could successfully run a profit on a blimp country. And, <laughs> so, yeah. And Matt, Matt, we all know the reason why your wife's still with you is so she can use your bald head to do her makeup. <laughs> she doesn't need to pay for a mirror. She just uses your head. <laughs> <laughs> and I that's why I went last. You said you were gonna break Richard, not me. <laughs> I no, did. he, he said I his head off. 
He said, he said, he said, I would break. He didn't say based off of what. I I didn't, like, so I knew I was going to turn you heel. I didn't know it was going to be this. You soon. went right in. You went. <laughs> That's the only reason your wife is hey, with you. Hey. <laughs> Damn. I had to. I think it's safe That's to say brilliant. I win on that one. So, uh, yeah. Bravo. Bravo. That's really plaque. I've well always done. said. I've always said I could go there. I just choose not to. <laughs> yeah, well, goddamn! I appreciate I do. it. Don't ever go there again. Yeah. No. No. That was pretty great. I went great. with the bull joke. That's classic. No, that was good. <laughs> well, content move, ladies and gentlemen. Content, baby. Exactly. So, if you want to see more stuff like this, as we, uh, you know the deal. Hit all the buttons, the like, subscribe, comments, push this stuff out there. We appreciate all of you watching live, watching on YouTube, checking out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can find us overbotched everywhere. And if you want to see more punishments like this, stay tuned to next week after we catch up on more crazy wild influx Overwatch League action and more stupid statements and drama on Twitter because that's what we're really here for. So <laughs> until next week. For the great Root Bear, go Oilers. And for Fleximatic, I am the Drama King. This has been Overbotched. We will see you next week. Oilers suck. Hey. <laughs> and that's my out. That's good. Yeah, hell yeah. Nah, it also is good. Yeah. I do not know enough about hockey to actually make that suggestion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I should have gone after team. hockey. I went after pizza. I should have gone after No, hockey. we're a weird team. And, and actually, Brian, uh, so you got someone in the chat. Brian, um, you actually are right. Chocolate chip cookies are actually quite wonderful yeah. when, when they're done well. When, they really when they're are. done well, like, God. you're right, because when they're like, they can be so boring and plain, but like when it's done, a really good gourmet, like fresh baked yeah. chocolate when they're chip made by, great. Yeah. yeah. When like, they're actually they're made, it's yeah, they're wonderful. They're and actually, all the cookies I had UK side, oh my God, so much better. Um, I was like, Barry yeah, no, is a good brand. I'll say that much. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. Really and good. we tend to do more like the, we, we got a lot of oatmeal cookies here in Canada. Ooh. So like oatmeal chocolate chip is quite common. It's one mm -hmm. of our, like not just oatmeal raisin, like that's a huge winner. We also love peanut butter cookies, which Ooh. I think you have them in the state. You, I, I yeah, think everyone yeah, makes do, those. We I make them be, differently though, of, right? I'm not yeah. a fan of peanut butter. I never have been. Mm. Oh, but one thing I have discovered recently it's like in my recent shopping is oh, snickerdoodle fox Ooh. so fox is mm. in the biscuit company not the he we shall not right. name them. <laughs> yeah. they actually i saw these recently so crunch creams like it's basically like an oreo with it's like what we call normal biscuit mm -hmm. but it's with ginger it's like ginger cream oh yeah and ginger in the biscuit it's so good so if you can find them it's like ginger crunch creams you can find them wherever you are buy them they are really nice right oh, on yeah. yeah i mean i've always liked we have a lot of um like jamaican bakeries yeah, but, or folks that bake up so like a lot of molasses and ginger and just like incredible things you yeah know, it's, I mean, I'll, uh, I'll find i'll find a, like an image or something like that so you guys can see it yeah for That's sure super cool well guys i had a i had a great time thank you yeah this me was, too uh, this was this was super awesome and 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 it's awesome seeing new people in the chat yeah i, lo I, lo I feel like each um, week super rad new people absolutely uh, appreciate you guys yeah and then oh hey so uh sorry before we go so uh super black guy is saying that snickerdoodle cookie is the mm. best cookie snickerdoodles i is didn't have them until yes yeah yeah predominantly. yeah they okay. very much are um and there's no way to really send them to people because they're so like buttery sugar. They're every everything's in them. 
with that weird little layer of sugar crunchiness on the top. Okay. But I, I do, yeah. It's a very powerful cookie, though. It's like once you have it, it's like an IPA. You're not tasting anything else. And then Brian's saying he works for Carry Group, and they have a chef who makes us make some breakfast and lunches and snacks. Ooh. Ooh. Nice, you know, a nice gig. So we'll end on this. Business, I, we? we were in the wrong business, and I actually do remember, like, um office canteens like office cafeterias like my, mm -hmm. my pops used to tell me stories about that you know used to work in factories and i will say um the single greatest office canteen i'd ever been to was samsung's head office so everyone's like oh google's awesome or facebook or meta facebook no 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 best one samsung their head office at least it used to be i don't know if it's still there was in dallas so they had a canteen and they had an entire section that was that made Korean food, as you can imagine, because it's Samsung's head office. Mm. And it was so damn good because everyone from like, you know, junior staff all the way to like the senior execs would eat in the canteen. Uh, it's not unlike in Japan. So it's like you got it was like one of the best little joints to go to just for like. And it was awesome. You just got like bulgogi at lunch. And I'm like, it's actually good. It's not like a not like pebbled beef floating in a sea of grease you know it was it was <laughs> yeah. actually pretty awesome so it was actual korean food yeah yeah it was super cool it was actually and it kind of, and what was really neat uh, i loved about it was that everybody started to eat everything so you, it didn't mean like all the korean staff were to only eat the korean food they, they did like burgers and whatever else but yeah. it was actually a lot of people's first exposure to korean food so like the staffers who were from texas would be eating it, and it was it's like the, that's how they learned about it i'm like that's so cool because yeah. it's like a cool, natural way to do that kind of cultural food exchange, which is yeah. like the greatest of exchanges. It's like conversation yeah. starter as well. It's like, oh yeah, what did you make yeah. of, of this food? Kind of thing. Absolutely. Wow, Irish breakfasts. For oh, I, I, I love a good full Irish, full Irish, full yeah. English breakfast. But that's like what he say. He goes, "It was too good. You worked there for oh, a few yeah. months, and you add a stone and weight." That I don't doubt. <laughs> Absolutely. I discovered, yeah, fried bread. I need to never have that I've ever had my that. breakfast. Yeah, it's years ago, but I have <laughs> yeah. It. All right, All right everybody thanks so much and thank you everyone for uh coming along yeah, yeah. coming out and hanging out with us sorry for awesome. breaking you guys with my roasts i do <laughs> no, apologize that's, that's that's the goal that was beautiful it was a content move i'll admit <laughs> <laughs> i love it man i love it take care you guys right. i'll catch you yeah. soon all the best later everybody appreciate bye -bye. you